watched that game between Cleveland and Kansas City yesterday, and let's be real honest about a lot of crap. The Browns have balls. The Steelers don't. The Browns were up on Pittsburgh 28-zip in the first quarter because the Steelers gave up. They quit. They rolled over. Kansas City was up 19-3 at the half yesterday, and Cleveland didn't flinch. Cleveland kept battling. Cleveland came back. Now, ultimately, Kansas City won, but Cleveland gave the Chiefs all they could handle. And then you look at what both teams did offensively, their scheme, their execution, and it's quite evident the Steelers are playing checkers. Everybody else is playing chess. In fact, the Steelers ain't even that good at checkers. The Steelers' offense is simple and predictable to the point of being stupid. And Matt Canada ain't going to fix it. When Coach Randy got the axe, I said that very day, Matt Canada would get the job. Not because he's the right choice, but because Matt Canada will be Ben's Bobo. Just like Coach Randy was. Canada isn't remotely qualified for that job. He's never been a coordinator in the NFL. This past season was his first ever even coaching in the NFL. All his gimmicky stuff, the bells and whistles, the jet sweep, the pre-snap motion. Ben ain't going to do that. Matt Canada is Ben's new Bobo. That hiring not yet confirmed, but everybody says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I told you the day Coach Randy got the axe, Canada was in. Because I understand how the Steelers operate. I also know how they should operate, but I understand how they do. This is the Mark Madden Show, 412-333-WXDX. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody as we celebrate the life of one of America's most important men ever. In honor of Dr. King, at 4 o'clock, I will make my annual I Have a Dream speech. In the interim, dial 412-333-WXDX to go one-on-one with the great one. We got Matt Williamson at 3.30. The Hall of Famer, Mike Lang, talking Penguins at 4.30. And a great interview taped already with D. Snyder, ex of Twisted Sister, Recently on Cobra Kai, it's awesome. Check that out at 5.30 right here on the X. So it's being reported that Matt Canada is the new OC. It's also being reported that Ben wants Juju back. But A, the Steelers can't afford that. B, Juju wants to go to a bigger market. My question is, why is Ben pulling the strings? Tomlin's had a really bad decade, just three and six in playoff games over that time. Ben was the quarterback for that decade. He went 3-6 and in the playoffs, too. Ben just threw four interceptions to lose a playoff game. Why does Ben get to call any shots? If Ben is insisting on a Bobo to be his OC, and he's dictating personnel moves, then the Steelers should tell Ben to retire. But they won't because the players bully the franchise now. They're going to talk Ponzi into playing again and talk to Castro back. And maybe they do sign Juju for too much and too long. The Steelers are in a weird place with the salary cap. They got no space right now 
but a ton of space in 2022. I love when people say, when they have all that cap space to work with in 2022, they'll be able to rebuild instantly. Yeah, because they'll go out and spend it all on, on top free agents. They never do that. Never do that. You can name the guys they did like Farrier and, and Hardings and just just a couple have they ever gone out and got. Ain't going to do that. Anyway, the number to call is 412-333-WXDX. There was a, a thing on Twitter today, Deja and a couple other guys saying, I can't believe that Pittsburgh sports fans don't want to talk X's and O's and strategy. They get caught up in all the soap opera stuff. Yeah, uh, mention me by name next time, please, and I'll just sit over here counting my money. I read the room and I profit. You want to be noble? Be nickel-dime noble, because that's what that noble gets you. Uh, we got the Penguins to talk about, too. They eked one out over Washington in a shootout yesterday at PPG Paints Arena. Casey DeSmith done okay in goal. The Penguins mostly outplayed Washington. Washington might be a borderline playoff team, just like Pittsburgh. Uh, it was a great move made by Jake Gensel to score the only goal in an eight-man shootout. Uh, Mathen is hurt, long-term IR, but Ricola played okay. The Jabronis are scored. Who'd have thought? Rodriguez scored. Pedersen scored. Safio scored. Malkin still doesn't have a point. He missed the breakaway in overtime and one other big chance in OT. Malkin missed in the shootout, too. Malkin had two shots. That's it. Sid had only one shot. Those two are just not in gear, but they will be. The Penguins play Washington again tomorrow night at PPG. 2-2 two and two would be nice. 0-4 oh would have been a death sentence. And I'm afraid I've got some bad news because confirmed on Friday, what we all saw Wednesday, the Philadelphia Flyers are really good. Uh, that football game was epic, classic. Cleveland to Kansas City. Mahomes got concussed, or so they said. On a play where he did not get hit in the head, there's a report now that he pinched a nerve or something like that. All the better to dodge the concussion protocol and get him back on the field this coming Sunday. Cleveland had a legitimate chance, but Kansas City held on. How about that call on fourth and one, under two minutes, with your backup quarterback in there, and Henny makes the play to end the game? That's a call Mike Tomlin would never make. Not even with Ben. So it was an interesting weekend in sports, except Liverpool FC tied Man United nil-nil. That sucked. Liverpool now has not scored in three straight games. That sucks. Liverpool are now in third place. That sucks, but still just one game off the top spot. And I guess Pitt basketball is doing okay. That's the rumor. Anybody know anything about that? I mean, I'm not going to talk about them because nobody cares. But I heard they're doing okay. If you're a Pitt basketball fan, good for you. Way to go. 412-333-WXDX. Uh, turning back to the Penguins, Kasperi Capita practice day. The Pens lines in today's practice were Gensel, Crosby, and Kapanen, Zucker, Malkin, and Rust, McCann, Jankowski, and Tanev, Rodriguez, Bluger, and Safior. Lafferty mixed in on the fourth line. The seven defensemen all rotated. Sam Lafferty is always good at camp. 
and then he gets in the games and he sucks. Made a bad turnover yesterday that led directly to a Washington goal. Rodriguez ain't going to score much. Well, he actually did score yesterday, but he's not enough to stay in the lineup, albeit not on Sid's line when that could possibly be avoided. I thought Juso Regula played real well yesterday. He moved the puck, and I'd play Capita tomorrow. No point in waiting, especially with the top six not doing much. Gino has no points in three games. Kapanen can't do worse. So, we got a ton to talk about today. Tom Brady was excellent last night. That was an amazing performance. I want the old quarterbacks to go away. And except for Rodgers and Brady, most of them are. That is going to be a cataclysmic game at Green Bay for the NFC Championship, Brady and Rodgers. I don't know if Rodgers understands the implication of losing to Tom Brady in the NFC Championship with Brady's uh, first season at Tampa just paying off in a Super Bowl. Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. If he loses to Brady, that quickly becomes Rodgers has won only one Super Bowl. It could be Lev Bell versus A.B. in the Super Bowl. Lev Bell with his two carries yesterday. And A.B. with his one catch. Don't forget, they give the ball boy a ring, too. Uh, The Browns almost pulled it off, man. I got to admit, I was rooting for him. I hate Miles Garrett, but he was playing hurt and sick, and he still got that big sack at the end. The Browns will finish ahead of the Steelers for at least the next five years. Write it down, you heard it here. I'm not sure about Baltimore. They're a regular season team. And Lamar Jackson is very clearly a regular season quarterback. You know what I could see? Tampa beats Green Bay. Buffalo upsets Kansas City. Brady gets the easy gift to win in the Super Bowl. Just saying. It could happen. 412-333-WXDX. Just around the corner, I'm going to examine, try to figure out, really, what is the definition of clapped? Chase Claypool brought it into our lives when he said, Brown's going to get clapped by Kansas City, so it's all good. What constitutes being clapped in in my day? The clap was venereal disease, STD, which, by the way, the Steelers operate on offense as if they all have one. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 x And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? Super genius, how are you? Terrific. Is porn stars practice? Nope, they never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. question. I'm an old guy. I'm not cool, so I need help. What exactly is the definition of getting clapped? 
Chase Claypool, A.B. Jr. Jr., said the Browns were going to get clapped by Kansas City, so it's all good. But the Browns battled their ass off and covered the spread against defending Super Bowl champs, and that was at KC. The Steelers were down 28-0 in the first quarter against Cleveland, and let's face it, they rolled over. Old Yeller ain't no dog. So did the Chiefs clap the Browns, or did the Browns clap the Steelers? I'm really confused. Like I said, in my day, the clap was venereal disease, which the Steelers offense does have, I believe. I like that joke. I told it twice. Uh, Phil in the car thinks he can explain what clapped means. Uh, Phil, help me out. What does clapped mean? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Uh, clapped is they use, the kids use it on TikTok and Twitter, and it means you got your cheeks clapped, which means you got your ass beat. So the Browns clapped the Steelers in the first quarter of that playoff game for sure. The that, that's Chiefs where, that's where the, the phrase comes from, your ass cheeks clapped. Yeah, as in you got your butt beat so hard your ass cheeks clapped together. Well, that, that physically could never happen with me. I can tell you that for sure. 412-333-WXDX. I heard the B team today debating, uh, debating the Matt Canada hire. Like it was quantum physics. Ain't no debate. The Steelers hired Matt Canada to be Ben's Bobo, just like Feekner was. They didn't even interview anybody else. Think about that. The offense imploded. And they didn't even interview anybody from the outside. Because this is what Ben wants. Ben wants a Bobo. The Steelers have always used the OC spot to placate Ben and to placate the Marks. It's like in 2011, when the Steelers lied and said B.A. retired, Bruce Arians. Well, he didn't retire. He's currently the head coach at Tampa, and he has the Bucks one game from the Super Bowl. Maybe if B.A. wins the Super Bowl, he finally retires. No risky, no bisky. So much about the Steelers' offense is a fraud. Exhibit A. They stopped running the ball because they just can't run. Every time you run the ball, it's a wasted snap. You can't even try to run with this group. Except the Steelers could run the ball. In their first six games, they averaged 130 yards rushing. They averaged 31 carries. That ain't Franco and Rocky, but it's, it's more than adequate. And then they just stopped. They just stopped attempting to run the ball. They went over 100 yards on the ground just once. In the last 11 games, they rushed 18 times or less in five games. They just stopped. Don't tell me they couldn't run. They could. They proved it. The numbers don't lie, et cetera, et cetera. They just stopped. The offense was a joke. The Steelers ran less play action than any team in the league. They finished dead last in rushing. Ben averaged three air yards per completion. Dead people fall forward further. Uh, that play action thing? Canada's all about pre-snap motion. He's all about deception. And Ben won't even run play action. Hey, if Canada can get Ben to do what Canada wants, great. And I think Ben will play lip service to it. And early on, you will see some changes, just like this year. You saw the pre-snap movement. You saw the jet motion. And then all of a sudden... As with running the ball, 
the Steelers just stopped. Now, I don't think not running quarterback sneaks is a big deal. But yesterday, in the playoff games, Saturday too, everybody did it. It was like they were trying to show up the Steelers. Brady did it. Breeze did it. Mahomes and Jackson Allen, they all carried the ball. To be fair, Mahomes got concussed, and that's the argument against doing it. Now, there's a report Mahomes had a twisted nerve in his neck and not a concussion. He's likely to play next week, and forgive me for being cynical, but that twisted nerve stuff, that's a dodge. That's a dodge to not be in concussion protocol, so he can not only play next week, but practice as well. You, you, you watch. Ain't nobody going to have COVID between now and the Super Bowl. Ain't nobody going to have COVID. Let's go to Dane in Bridgeville. Dane, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How's it going? What up? Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about, well, it's kind of a three-part question, and it's not really a question. If the first part doesn't interest me, I'm going to hang up on you. (laughs) I know, okay. Okay, so first off, would you bring Juju back? No. And secondly, would you consider playing Mason Rudolph as a stopgap QB for a season after Ben retired? I could have sworn I've said that literally 15 or 20 times on this program. Uh, Would I do it? It's not a matter what I would do. It's what they're going to do. They will draft Ben's successor, not in the next draft, but in the draft after that, Mason Rudolph will start for a year or two until that guy's ready. Do you think that there would be a possibility that we could potentially get a guy like a, uh, Matt Stafford? I know that his no, Matt, Matt, you know, If you want an old washed-up guy, well, I, I better not complete that joke. Uh, no, I think <laughs> it's more of a possibility they would get like a Sam Darnold, one of the young guys yeah, who's, okay. who's washed out at, at where he's at. Okay, and what do you think realistically the Jets would take for Sam Darnold, considering the fact that he's still young and he's very capable? I think he only has one more year left on his contract. So, realistically, we could get away with mid-round picks. If there's no time left on his contract when they get him, they wouldn't have to give up anything. That's called signing a guy in free agency. I know the Steelers rarely do it. It's tough to comprehend. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, clearly they obviously haven't, but... Okay, well, I mean, I guess that was just really what I wanted to talk to I you i got to give you credit. Mainly, I thought you I... would suck, and you were only mildly boring. Let's go to John in Monroeville. John, real quick, come with Double M. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to ask uh, what made you kind of flip your opinion on, on Ben as to why the – because he's, in my opinion, he's been not that great for the last three or four years. But That's just not true. He, he, was, he was awful down the stretch and in the playoff game. He, uh, I guess the, last, the year before last, he wasn't playing much last season, but – he was. He had more interceptions than. Yeah, he led the league in passing yards that year too. It was a mixed bag, but sure. it wasn't all bad. It, it's just he also that five hundred yards against. Yeah, the you're Browns, right. right. He's been terrible for the best part of a decade. He's been awful his whole career. They won the Super Bowls despite him. Anything else, John? Didn't say that, but thanks. no, no, but no, but you just want me to say he sucks, and I no, am basing my evaluation on him and that he should quit on the last half of this season and the playoff game. He was great when they were eleven and zero. I didn't hear you complaining when they were eleven and zero. Neither was I. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks. You're, you're an idiot. Up next, Matt Williamson, one hundred five nine. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up, brother? Hey, Double M. Well, I love Sally Wiggum, but not as much as soccer. I think it's the best thing I've almost ever heard. The X at one hundred five nine. Matt Canada going to be the Steelers' new OC. We had some exciting. NFL playoff action this past weekend. Joining me now to discuss 
He's our football guru. He's former pro and college scout, Matt Canada. Matt, today's a good day to talk about the pros and cons of the quarterback running the ball because it worked a lot yesterday, but Mahomes got hurt. Where do you let weigh in? Well, I mean, big picture, and this is going to apply to the Steelers very soon, if you're looking at a quarterback prospect that isn't mobile, I mean, I'm talking Baker Mayfield or better. I mean, Joe Burrow or better. I mean, able to make plays, extend dry, extend plays, run the ball, at least offer that threat a handful of times, I think you're crazy and you're living in 1980. I mean, you look at, like, Josh Rosen and Dwayne Haskins. Those are the two busts in the last couple of years. Neither one of them can get out of the pocket. They're both heavy-footed guys. I think it's imperative now, unless you're at the level of a Brady and you're old and you can't do that anymore, and Rivers and Ben are in that category, that you know, if you're looking to get your quarterback of the future, he has to be an athlete. The game between Cleveland and Kansas City was epic, Matt. The Browns almost pulled it off. But Chad Henney made the big play on fourth down. That call was nuts, and Romo with the great narration, there's not going to be a play, there's not going to be a play, and then the ball gets snapped. Yeah, I mean, the guts that Andy Reid had there, and I think a little of it stemmed from being afraid of the Browns' offense, too. I thought Mayfield was playing really well, and, you know, you can seal the deal here. They're a very aggressive team, a very aggressive coach, Andy Reid. And Henny's been around the block. I mean, I think they trusted him. They trusted the scheme. I'm sure just knowing how Reed orchestrates his offense, he had a play for that instance that he's been saving. You know, and, and you know, it's, he's a great coach. What's it say when Andy Reed ch- trusts Chad Henny on fourth down, but all Mike Tomlin ever does is punt? Well, I mean, there's... <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I don't understand the punting situations in that Browns game at all. I mean, especially when you're down 28 nothing before you can blink. I would have been going for it in the first half and treating it like a two-minute drill even late in the second quarter, let alone in the, in the, the second half of the game. Um, I don't understand that. I mean, like we saw it from Brabel, this, uh, that, that round two, the, the, the first round of the playoffs made no sense at all. Um, uh, punting, I'm not saying you should go for it all the time, but the, the it, people are starting to finally come around that it, getting a, a yard or three or four yards on fourth down really isn't that difficult in today's offensive-driven NFL, and more coaches need to be going for it more and more. It's the same with the two-point conversion, Matt. Uh, yeah. They succeed, what, about 52 53% of the time? Well, if you try it every time, you will get more points over the long haul. And I think if you tried it frequently, the conversion percentage would get up in the 60s. I agree, and you'd get better at it. You know, I mean, I think that's the key, too, is if you have a handful of plays that you practice consistently for the two-point, you would get better at it. You probably would get closer in that 60% range. I'm with you. I think that's something that, analytics folks will dig into more and more and maybe we will see as more and more of a trend because everyone acts like these extra points are a given too. Like they don't go in as often as they used to. The Steelers are going to make Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator and apparently without interviewing anybody else for the job. Talk about that hire and uh, the pros and cons as far as you're concerned. Yeah, this is kind of a long conversation, but here's my take on, on the whole Canada situation is for, Before this past season, for years and years, 
I was harping on any Pittsburgh radio station or whatever that would have me that I can't believe this offense doesn't use more play action, more schematic things, more motion. And then they hired Canada, you know, about a year ago or so. And I thought, wow, they're, they might be coming around on this finally. They might be catching up and become less execution-based and don't rely on Lev Bell and Antonio Brown to be better than the people trying to guard them and scheme things up. Well, I didn't have the luxury of going to training camp this year, but people that did that I trust said, boy, they're doing a lot more of this in camp. And then early in the regular season, we saw some of it. And what I don't understand is why did you get away from it? Is it because Ben doesn't like it? it or, I mean, it seemed to work reasonably well for me, but maybe it was just never trusted because there was no preseason or it wasn't implemented enough or they realized the error in their ways that they didn't lean on it as much as they should. So Feekner's out, which frankly I have no problem with, and you keep Canada. And now I think my worry, he's going to have a real challenge, is is he going to be able to do everything that he wants with Ben or is this a hire for a year from now when Ben's gone and it's going to be a very – schematically run offense. You know, like, for example, Mark, yesterday the Packers, who might be the best offense in the league, had motion on 73% of their plays. Like, this this is what good offenses are doing. But in 2021, is the Steelers' offense going to look like a messed-up Frankenstein version of, you know, yesterday's um, scheme versus tomorrow's scheme while Ben's there? That's my worry, and that's going to be his challenge. Well, let me offer a slightly different prediction, Matt. I think the offense will be exactly the same next year as it was this year. I think Canada's going to just be Ben's Bobo. Finkner was. Ben's the real OC. Maybe. I, I mean, that would make little sense to me because, you know, Canada is so different schematically than Feekner. I mean, that was why he was brought here originally. I assume he had a lot of good uh, Oh, don't, don't get me wrong, Matt. I think the intent is to change things. I think the intent was to change things this year, too. Right. It was an odd year, though. I'm not making excuses, and I, and I was very critical during the year that they didn't change things and they got away from things, but they also didn't practice it like a normal season. I don't know. I mean, has Ben earned that at this point? I mean, a big problem I have is there's this narrative that Feekner would call the plays in the first half and they would never work, and then Ben would put on the Superman cape and draw things up in the dirt, which really doesn't happen. And he was a master play caller, and then the second half went better. I'm not sure I can buy that. Oh, I, I definitely do not. Uh, now, yeah. personnel-wise, where does that offense need fixed? Where do they have to, to, to get new and better players most? I can't, and this is very not like me to say, I can't stress enough how bad their running back position has been for two years running now. I mean, even... It was very obvious last year, but it was it was camouflaged by terrible quarterback play. But if they just had an adequate back last year, they would have been a little better, and it would have you could have stayed ahead of the chains. This year, with a back that can that isn't such a tell. Like when Snell's out there, he's a, he's going to run the ball, and Samuels is out there, he's it's going to be a pass, and Connor's somewhere in between, but he's never out there, and he's not as good as he thinks he is, and you know he's got his own issues. Just getting a back that is middle of the road, 12th best back in the league, that can do a lot of different things for you, 
I think would have a massive ripple effect. It would make the offensive line look better than it did. I mean, to me, that's job number one. And usually I'm the opposite. Usually I'm like, take it back in the fourth round, build the blocking, go from there. Certainly they need a center, too. I mean, I assume Pouncey's not going to be back. I don't think he should come back. Finding a long-term future center in the draft has to be a very high priority. We're talking to our football guru, Matt Williamson. He's brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. Uh, The Steelers really ran the ball okay the first six games. They averaged 130 yards per game and 31 carries per game. Why did they stop trying basically out of the blue? Well, I think a huge thing that happens is obviously it's like a pitcher that goes through the league the first time. Is Now there's a lot of tape on this offense, and defenses realize you're not pushing the ball down the field. Why are we going to keep people out of the box? Why would we not crowd the line of scrimmage against you guys? We're going to hit your crossing routes, tackle the catch, and make Ben throw us out of them. And he really didn't for a long time. And I think a lot of it's just a number count that, you come to I mean basic stuff. You come to the line of scrimmage. Boy, it's a full box. I should throw. And okay, that's great. But you're throwing right into their teeth too because you're not throwing the ball down the field. Like getting away from the running game, I think has more to do with the lack of deep passing than people realize. I bet almost nothing changes offensively for next year, aside from personnel coming and going. I bet things are done almost exactly the same way, Matt. And this Canada hiring, I think that's a harbinger thereof. I don't know about that. I mean, if their run-pass percentage is similar or, or they don't even attempt to run the ball or fix their running game or change their attempts on deep passes, then they won't win five games. <laughs> I mean, like, everyone knows what they do and what they don't. I mean, look at the, look at the Saints yesterday. The Saints yesterday are a great example of, their biggest play from scrimmage last night was a 17-yard run from Alvin Kamara with the exception of that trick play, and they had to bring Jameis Winston in for the trick play for the long pass. Like, everyone in the world knew who Drew Brees has been for the last two years, but Brees has had better personnel around him than Ben in terms of Kamara and a great offensive line and a tremendous offensive mind, but he doesn't push the ball down the field either, and eventually you become very easy to play against. It's a long way away, Matt, but give me your predicted order of finish in the AFC North next year. Ooh. Starting to lean towards the Browns winning it, to be honest with you. Me too. Uh, and I'm not, yeah, I think they're just going the right direction. They have more resources than the Ravens and Steelers do to get better this offseason, get guys like Odell back. I think I would go as it stands right now with the you know being able to change my mind for sure. I would go Browns, Ravens, Steelers, but Steelers or Ravens have some issues too. Uh, looking at the uh, conference championship games, Matt, does Buffalo have a chance against Kansas City in, in the AFC final? What has to happen uh, for the Bills to win? I think they have a really good chance, and I know they've won their last two. But I haven't been super – I don't think they've played their best game in the playoffs. They looked better to me going into the playoffs than they have these past two games. I think their defense has improved since early in the year. They're another team. They don't run the ball at all, and it works for them. Um, I think they can attack that chief secondary, and they have to make fewer mistakes. But I think they'll be very much in that game. I do too, and here's what I like about Buffalo, and I'm not picking them to win. I I think that Mm -hmm. uh, Kansas City probably ekes one out, but – 
Buffalo may be the most consistent team in football all year. I think their peaks and valleys have been less than any other team. Yes, and they're extremely well coached on both sides of the ball. They're very well designed. They build a roster the, the, the slow way. They didn't go for a quick fix. And then they put the cherry on top with guys like Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. Yeah, their lows have been not very low. What's your take on what happened with Mahomes? Now they're saying it's not a concussion. It's like a twisted nerve, whatever that is. Sounds kind of fishy. Sounds like they're trying to keep him out of concussion protocol. Yeah, and I have no clue. I mean, I think the thing no one's talking about with Mahomes, though, is I think his foot injury is legit. You know, and those things linger and linger. My hunch is he's probably not going to have to go through concussion protocol. Uh, what I know is he's going to play. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be their starting quarterback on Sunday. Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Rodgers versus Brady. Forget about the quarterbacks, Matt. Who has the better team? The Packers. They're better coached. Um, I have a lot of respect for the Bucks, and I have a lot of respect for how Brady's played down the stretch here. He's playing extremely well. But Rodgers is a different level. They've got a lot of weapons. They have a lot of playmakers on defense. I like the pa- I think the Packers are the better team top to bottom. But Brady can steal it, can he? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And he's played in cold weather before. Like, if Breeze were going there, I'd say you got no chance. But with Brady going there, he's throwing the ball as well as he ever has. He's played a lot of cold weather games. Yeah, he could absolutely steal it. Arians needs to get away from handing the ball to Leonard Fournette on first and 10 over and over and let Brady do his thing, though. Does Brady's success in Tampa say much about who made who in New England? You know, the Belichick-Brady debate, or is it too early to say or just a nonsensical debate in the first place? I think it's a nonsensical debate in the first place. I think they're both quite possibly the best that have ever done what they've done. And there's been so many great Walsh and Montana combinations over the year that one doesn't get done without the other. But to defend Belichick, for him to win seven games and only lose nine with what I think might be the very worst roster in the entire league this year is just as impressive as Brady going to the NFC Championship game. And finally, Matt, uh, why are Lev Bell and A.B. almost invisible with their current teams? Bell had two carries yesterday. A.B. had one catch. They are non-factors. Yeah, they are. I, I think Bell might be shot. You know, I mean, he, he's such a unique style runner, too, that if he doesn't have that stop-start burst that he had when he was here, he comes very average. So I, I could see his career arc dying quickly, and I thought that many years ago, and Frankly, I was calling for them to trade Lev Bell a year before he even left town while he was still worth something. A.B.'s had his moments, but he's also had some injuries. I mean, they were starting to click together down the stretch after their Week 13 bye. I still think he's a factor, but he ain't quite what he used to be, that's for sure. Matt, great stuff. We'll preview the Super Bowl next week. Enjoy the conference championships. All right, sounds good, Mark. Take care. That is Matt Williamson, our football guru, brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. Uh, Don't forget we have my annual I Have a Dream speech at the top of the hour in honor of Martin Luther King Day. I'd love to get hockey talk going, though, so if you want to talk hockey, call now 412-333-WXDX. I have a a few Penguin notes just around the corner here on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, I love the show, man. Hey, Mark, how you doing, fella? All hail double M. The X at 105.9. 
Is there anything dumber than that Geico commercial with tag team in it? You know, the Geico commercials are, are mostly really good, but now they're beating a dead horse with some of the concepts. For example, the rat problem was good. The ant problem was good. But now, strange sounds from the pipes and they have bagpipers under the sink. That's just dumb. Do better. Find a new campaign. Get the gecko a girlfriend. That's an idea. Hey, Pepe Le Pew would always fall in love with the cat who accidentally got the stripe of paint on her back and Pepe thought she was a female skunk. Boy, am I, I dating myself badly. Remember his heart would pound out of his chest? That was a, that was a good visual. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. Uh, the Penguins have had some bad patches. And some players are struggling after three games. Malkin and Gensel in particular. But keep in mind that when your training camp is only a week, it's going to be a very liquid situation. Nothing is set in stone seemingly ever with Mike Sullivan, the coach. But that goes now more than ever. And I give Sully a lot of credit for the adjustments he made over the first three games. And I would start the Smith in goal again tomorrow. There is not a goaltender controversy, not even remotely so. But I still would start the Smith in goal again tomorrow. For those who think there's a goalie controversy, keep in mind, Jari was in the All-Star game just last year. And he's looked terrible. Uh, some people have given him a pass for how bad he's looked. Some people think that out of the nine goals in four periods that, that not many were his fault. Well, nine's just too many, and he was too deep in the net on a bunch of them. His stick wasn't busy. His rebound control was crap. But his big problem is he was too deep in the net for a lot of those goals. And if the other team, you know, backed him into the net by getting to the blue paint, he has to battle through that, which is one thing that Matt Murray was very good at. So there ain't a goalie controversy, but I would start to Smith again tomorrow. It's good for Jari to know that being number one ain't number one forever necessarily. And uh, you always wonder how the goalie's going to react when he finally is the number one. Will he prove he's got to earn it or will he wallow in it? So far, Jari's doing a bit of wallowing, I suspect. Boy, now that hockey's the only game in town, this show is even more must-listen than ever because I'm the only guy who really knows hockey. I always say how the Steelers need leaders like Pulamalu and Farrier were. But Dejan pointed out that I'm leaving out Alan Fanica from that group, and he's right. Fanica kept that locker room in line. Look at last week when he said on Twitter, the wide receivers need to shut up and listen to the bigs before they open their mouth. At least somebody said so. Nobody in the current locker room is going to say it. That's for certain. I hope Fanica makes the Hall of Fame this year. I suspect that he will not. The guy who's got to make the Hall of Fame this year is Bill Nunn, the former Steeler scout. That's very apropos to say here on Martin Luther King Day, and I'll go into detail about that a little bit later. Uh, now that Tampa's in the NFC Championship game, people are quick to say that it was Brady who made New England and not Bill Belichick. 
But there's a good article at the big lead saying it's working in Tampa because B.A. is letting Brady do whatever he wants and Belichick wouldn't. I'm not sure that changes the evaluation, but there is a lot of truth to that. Drew Brees has to quit. He totally sucked. I want all the old QBs to quit. Get out the way. 412-333-WXDX. Up next, it's Martin Luther King Day, and like always, I have a dream. It's just 30 seconds away here on 105.90X. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.